Baker leans in. There's the snap. Blitz comes. Mayfield back. Loads. Throws. Picked up yes. by the Lions. Intercepted yes. by the Lions. Intercepted yes. by the Lions. Derek yes. Barnes. Derek Barnes. Yes. Derek Barnes. <laughs> oh, baby. 133 to go. Latest fashion. Get a front door key to the Playboy Mansion. Well, I think it's important, right? I mean, you can't. I don't know if it's, you know, it's not the first thing you think of if you go to L.A. Or just in general, right? You got the sun, you got the beach, you got plenty of other things going on. And here, man, and it's harsh winters, right? Auto industry, blue collar, um, things aren't always easy. Um, and I just think that's, you know, that's what we're about. I love Arrowhead, but uh, it, it's always fun when you get to come together as a team and really just be like y'all versus, versus everybody and, and get the win. So uh, it's always great to be in great environments and uh, find a way to get a win. You know, ultimately, completely on me. I got to do a better job, you know, getting through to my target. Um, I got to do a better job of playing a little bit more left when you have a left to right. Uh, I've been here long enough to know that you, know, you have to do that. Sing those songs that offend the sense It's gonna pop my pills from a best dispenser The game on the line, he will 44 yards pass No, he doesn't make it Wide right wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo It is a Monday edition Jack Michaels show. Derek Hansen. Uh, well, among other things, we're going to Belgium today on the program. And I was in Tulsa, Denver, but I wasn't in Belgium. So we're going to Belgium in about 20 minutes. Nice. Yeah, Doc's over there. He's uh, he's going to join the roundtable from Belgium. And we, we were having a debate. And I don't know why I get into this. I was, I'm like, no, no. I said, Doc, you're good to come on around 1220 usual time, 720 where you are in Belgium. And he goes, yeah, except it'll be 820. And I'm like, no, mm. it'll be 720. Because no, it's a. I don't know why I'm in the argument. He's literally in Belgium. That's true. It's like a non winning. I'm not going to win this, Derek. I'm not going to go. He, he should know the time he's in. Yeah. Think? Well, in consider, I don't know where I'm in. I'm usually in the central time zone <laughs> about, you know, 50 weeks of the year usually. So I, I went, I just went from the central to the mountain back to the, uh, the central on that. I'm not even going to wait for our question of the day. Uh, and it's simply this on our text club at two, uh, three, five, two, seven, oh, 35, 270, that's what you, the numbers you text there to respond to this. It, and we'll get into the NFL and, and Tyler Bat. I'm sure if this radio station were taking place in Buffalo, New York, I guarantee you the, the Lions, 14 of them, 10 of them, uh, they'll all be full. Maybe the Lions in Green Bay would be full. They'd be talking about kickers. So here's my question today, Derek. Professions, professions where when you do well, you don't hear much about it. But when you fail got a chance of going viral everybody's talking about it it's a water cooler talk it's a talk around the family it's a talk about your friends professions when you do well eh, you don't hear much about it but when you fail it is front page or it is the topic of conversation so that's my text club question today let your mind wander to whatever avenues you want to wander on that one professions when you do well you don't hear much but when you fail ooh, katie bar the door it is everything because that's what it's about this weekend. Everybody wants to, you know, you want to get rid of the Packers kicker, I'm sure. I'm sure everybody was calling for that, that kicker to be removed. And then uh, you, you probably are thinking if Bass would have just made the field goal, you would have tied the game. And, and you and I, I think, are on the same note here that 
I don't think Tyler Bass cost Buffalo no. that football game, right? Tyler well, it's Bass the same way that Gary Anderson gets blamed way too much in the yes. NFC Championship game with Robert Griffith dropping interception and Robert Smith running out bounds. I mean, the biggest play is Randy Moss dropped a touchdown that was right between the eight and the four, and they settled for three. I mean, I want to go down the road, but I think so many times we look at these things and it's like Darren Nelson cost him a trip to the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, he cost him a chance to go to overtime because there wasn't a two point conversion right. there, and they lost by seven points. I mean, I just we get in that so many times. I think the biggest question, and not too many people are talking about, because he's an exciting player to watch. He's got a little bit of Brett Favreism to him right now. Mm-hmm. Is Josh Allen? Is that Josh Allen missed a guy wide open in the end zone? Missed Diggs right. underneath wide open. Yes, he did. And chose to go downfield a little bit more, but you're right. He had digs. He, right he had there. him wide open. He just missed him. And Josh Allen is now going to get into that cat- category of right or wrong, a really good quarterback, but can he win in the postseason? Yeah. And Lamar Jackson's had a little bit of that. Kind of got a little bit of that off and his now, back. Right. And if he wins coming up on Sunday, even more off his back. 100%. And because there's a different level, there's a guy who uh, won yesterday in Buffalo. That is now getting into legendary status. He's already won yep. two Super Bowls, lost one, and he's been in, what, six straight yep. AFC championship games. Yep. He is getting into that Manning well, type of, you're you right. know. And he, he has the numbers I mean, to back Brady's up. up there, but we're talking, when you're talking Montana and Manning and yeah. that next tier. Well, when you're talking about a combination of, of Montana-Rice, and you're, you're mentioning Mahomes and Kelsey, if right. not even the same breath, even in an advanced breath right. of those two, yeah, and then he, that's that tier that they're in right now. I uh, so again, I understand that that it is your job. That's thus the, <laughs> the thus the text club question today. It is your job to do. If all you remember the movie Gus, the mule that came in and kicked oh, yeah. Voyage. Now that came out probably in what the seventies, <laughs> maybe the early eighties. Gus the uh, the right. mule. But that was his job. He came in, and when they needed a field goal, they backed him up. I think he kicked it backwards, if I'm not mistaken. But that was his job. That was Gus the Mule's job. So I understand when going, okay, I get you, Jack Derrick. You can't blame it on Tyler Bass for not. But it is his job to make that more times than not. Now a snap could go wrong, and, and that, but everything, you know, the wind certainly was a factor. And Tyler Bass came out and, and is owning everything. Poor guy. I mean, he's only, he's like, it's on me. I got to make that. I should have known that. I should have played it better left. I mean, he he is full circle taking the weight of that loss all on him. And, I, and I'm and i saying, hey, don't go too hard on yourself, Tyler. Right. But I'm sure there are those, Derek, says, that's your job. Gary Anderson, that was your job. Blair Walsh, that was your job. Tyler Bass, that was your job. So well, everyone's got a job up to leaving that too, <laughs> though, right? A, that's the argument, yeah. you know. Josh Allen had a job to make a, maybe a better decision on some of those passes, as you said, you know. So, so again, it just it, everything crescendos up to the, the 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 profession of kicking, the profession of kicking and or punting. You can you can do your job and not get one pat on the back for fifteen years. And you can make one mistake, and you'll go down in the annals of history as you remember when Norwood went ride right. Do you remember when Bass went wide right and the wind pulled it over? Do you remember when Walsh went? Do you remember when Anderson? We can go down kickers. I mean, and there's the other side of that. You know, you can remember when uh, Vinatieri did the, you know, there's another side to this. It's all good. But it, it truly is one of those professions where when you do well, it's your job. When you fail, Katie, bar the door. Yep. So, 
I don't text know message comes in and says Josh also had some good throws dropped by his receivers. Hundred percent. Oh yes, yeah. I mean, nailed it. And that's the thing is, I think that to your point, Jack, that's what you're saying. There's so many chapters to these stories, but we think about one thing, right? So, but, yeah. And I think it's unfortunate that we, and I think it's because of our low attention span type of society that we're in that we can't focus on. No. 10 things that happen in the game. We're just going to focus on one. It, and that can go with referees' calls, too. Very much, yes. The During that drive, and, and uh, got back just in time. Thank you, Derek, for picking me up. I owe Derek Uber fees. The, uh, you know, the, you called uh, wrestling yesterday. I saw the Northern Colorado wrestlers at Hector when I flew back in yesterday. And I was going to look and I was trying to gauge them to see if they, they had eating? won or lost. Yeah, they were eating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were they were. A very expensive meal, probably if you're going to eat at airports. It's well, I think just the fact that they can eat. They can eat after the weigh-ins right, and all right, that. Exactly. Yeah, right. But I, I, I did not do this because I was trying to gauge. I was getting on the, off the plane. I'm like, oh, Northern Colorado wrestlers, and I'm like, uh, it doesn't look like they won, so I'm no, not going to ask. And no. they did. <laughs> North Dakota well, State. North Dakota State beat them over there. But it, it is. Uh, I, I, the Buffalo Chiefs games. I got back in time to monitor that and follow it, and I'm thinking on that Bills drive. You know, are you playing for the – you got the tie in the bag or are you playing to win the game? And I was torn a little bit between the two because they, they had some good passes on the perimeter. Okay, we got nine here. Allen can always run. already got another first down, first downs. You're up against a little bit of the clock, but not really, but kind of, but not really. You know, and, and are you going down here with going, well, at least we got that field goal in the bag. I, you know, I know that that's not a conscious – thought it's probably more subconscious from a play calling perspective but that's kind of how I'm looking at that and I, in the back of my mind I'm thinking how much are you guaranteed that this field goal is going to go I mean that that's I don't you play with your f- foot on the proverbial gas to score there you know I just yeah. I don't I I leaving things up you know leaving things up to that are are you know, just the, you're rolling some dice. You I know, think, well, I think what they were, they were taking what they could get, too. I mean, it was yeah. just a, the whole thing was strange. I mean, there's just a lot of interesting things. You yeah, I'm sure they applied some pressure. Casey put, finally put a little All pressure right. on, on Josh, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, to me, that's what we're kind of looking at here is the tier of, we got all these great young quarterbacks right now, and where are they going to be? And it's got to be frustrating because Josh Allen's probably saying, much the way that Charles Barkley, much the way that Carl Mullen said, yeah, I'd have a title too if I didn't have Michael Jordan in my world. And that's kind of yeah. what Mahomes is right now to a lot of the fans of the AFC, right? I mean, that's. Did, did that loss by Buffalo, I guess I'm not going to speak to everybody here in the statement, leave you with zero teams to root for in the AFC or leave you with a for sure team you're going to root for in the AFC? I mean, are you all in now on Baltimore because KC's won enough? Remember, we're human, so we like when you win, but not too much. Now we don't like you. So <laughs> Buffalo in, I think Derek would have given a lot of people across the country something to root for. Yeah. And there's no question, unless you're a Niners fan, I guarantee you, everybody is in Dan Campbell's tank and, and the Detroit Lions you know, bed right now, I'd imagine, unless you're a Niners fan. And there I get it. There are a lot out there. Um, but – Selfishly, <laughs> selfishly, as I kind of reflect here, a Buffalo Detroit. I don't know what that would have done for Super Bowl's fifty-eight numbers. I know it would have done for me. Yeah, the apocalypse would be here, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, well, it's I, interesting. It's funny you say that because 
I saw a few posts, and it's like these conflicted Vikings fans. Like, you'll see some of these posts. Like, well, the Packers are gone. Now get the Lions out. I'm like, okay. As far as division rivals go, I'm not hating on the Lions that much. I don't necessarily want them to win the Super Bowl before the Vikings do right? because, but I'm not cheering against them as much as I would. Like, I I think there's certain divisions teams that just don't get as much of a rivalry as we want because they haven't been that good. Yeah. Like, and God bless them. You know, and, and think think about him a lot, but the uh, late great Mike the Viking fanatic. I'll never forget in 2016. He's like, "Well, we can't pull for Kansas City." I'm like, "I'm kind of pulling for the Royals." Kind of pulling for yeah, you know, because they, they, I don't really I, hate the Royals, even though they're in the division of the Twins. I'm not really pulling for the White Sox necessarily, but I, I'm not a I'm not a hater yeah. on like the Royals. Whereas I think in the NFC East, there's not much love loss between those four teams. Oh teams. no, right? There's just I mean, maybe the Giants are the lesser of. Right. The other three evils right. for you as a Cowboys right. fan? That, that, that's well put. But there's no way. But between Washington <laughs> no, and I'm Philly? Not, I don't have Washington pom-poms. I certainly no. don't have Philly pom-poms. And the Philly and Giants hate each and other. They're Washington and Philly right. hate each other. But in the NFC, in, in the North, if that division, if you if you say, why don't you want Detroit to win the Super Bowl? Because. Because they're playing a the league with the Vikings. If that's your answer. Eh, that seems weird to me. Can you take, you're saying, take another step though. Give me another couple reasons why. Yeah. You know, is there a you know if there was a player that ditched the Vikings and now is leading the Lions and and he's shoving your face, you know that might be an individual. But there's not. I don't. I don't. I don't find myself like churning and rooting for Detroit against Detroit. I'm with you. I, I don't. I don't. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think of the teams that you you pull for. You're even kind of Cardinals fan. Obviously, no love for the Cubs, but yeah. do you hate the Reds? Right, no. Yeah. In fact, like Joe Moore, the, the Dave yeah. Concepcion. But Morgan. you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, I think right. there's rivals, and then there's like, oh, I can be happy for them. Right. And uh, we, we've had this conversation about colleges and high schools before, too, where you kind of pull yeah. for the team within your section, even though you can't stand them during the year. I just don't, I don't know if I really look at them as much hate, although I don't want yeah. them to win the Super Bowl. In I fact, hope they go it, there and lose to the Ravens. In fact, if I was in a state basketball tournament and we got beat by Minot High yeah. and uh, from the West now, and Minot went on and won the state over Fargo South, I'd be like, wow, oh, yeah. good for the West, good for Minot. They I, mean, beat I'm just gonna, and, I want to understand the mentality of the Viking fan that just hates the thought of their division rival, which is the Lions kind of. Yeah. But, I mean, I, did, I just have never had a lot of angst towards – Maybe back when Billy Sims used to run over them when I was in third grade. Yeah. but uh, Plastic surgeons, would that fit? I mean, you get praised when you do well, when you don't. Um, well, this one comes in. He goes, basketball referees probably the most because they have so many calls that they make. Yeah. They do well. Almost nobody notices that they mess up once. Oh, yeah. It's a good oh, call. Yeah. That's a, that's yeah, a good call. Uh, speaking of calls, you can get involved in a program at 237-3767 or 888-458-6926. Two six. The uh, phone lines over. Let's go to line one here today and bring on, bring on Rob. Sorry. Rob. Rob is on. Hi, Rob. How you doing? Good. How are you fellows doing? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Thanks for letting us kind of breeze through some of that table setting there today, Rob. What's what's hitting you today? Oh, I I don't know if there's anything eating me, but I was just going to throw in on your guys' uh, initial conversation there regarding like um, just the whole topic. I mean, I. I, I can't say that I'm like rooting for the Lions, but I'm certainly not rooting against them like I was the Packers. Um, you know, if the Lions for some reason win the Super Bowl this year, all I can say is more kudos to them because I think that puts more pressure on the Vikings to stop messing around, 
you know, mm. and, and get down to business and win a Super Bowl as well. Because j- just think about it. I mean, Tampa Bay, the losingest franchise in the NFL, has won two Super Bowls. <laughs> Um, when you guys a little bit, you know, more, uh, oh, I'm, I'm familiar where Tampa Bay was in the seventies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very the yuck and ears. So. That's, that's my biggest problem as a Viking fans. The yuck and ears and the ain'ts yes. have won three. With all Super due Bowls. respect to my dear friend, Randy Hedberg, yeah. who's a quarterback for Tampa Bay yeah. that, you know, so yeah, that, yeah. And, and, and you guys have got a few years on me, but think about it when we were young and younger and started watching football, there was no Baltimore Ravens. There's the Baltimore mm-hmm. Colts, Colts and the Indianapolis Colts. And since the Baltimore Ravens became the Baltimore Ravens, they won two Super Bowls. You know, yeah. and it's uh, <laughs> so. I, anyway, good line, I, Rob. I'm That's a good area. Yeah, That's I like the way yeah. you're. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm rooting for a Baltimore Detroit Super Bowl, and the only reason I'm rooting for that is because, man, I wish you know. I, I know this is just magical past. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, wishful thinking. But I just think back to that draft, man. Instead of Mike Hughes, they could have drafted Lamar Jackson. But I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we won't rehash all that. But well, there's many. Yeah, you know, when I'm seeing McDuffie out there, I'm still Jack and I were sitting next to each other yeah. during that draft party. I said, just sit there and take McDuffie. And said they trade down Remember with that? a division rival. Don't get a first round pick for as far as they d- went down for the next year, and then they take Lewis Seen, who hasn't helped them out a- at all. Right. And here's McDuffie, not a Pro Bowler. He's an all-pro corner in his yeah, second year. More, more than serviceable. I mean, that's what Kwesi Aldofo Mensa has that one on his back for, you know, until they can get, as you said, to the promised land. That was a bad one because he was sitting right there for you. One of the most heralded cornerbacks coming out of the University of Washington mm-hmm. ever, and they just right. let him go. And, and, and give the Lions their flowers, man. Like, they – hired what is his name Campbell the coach three years ago yeah. and the first year what did they go three thirteen and one or whatever yep. and now they're in the NFC championship game no offense KOC and Mensa or whatever clock's ticking and you I mean, talk about it you talk about a team that takes on its coach's persona oh yeah I mean that's 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 exactly by the way the Lions have signed uh Tight end Zach Ertz. Oh, really? Yeah. He's expected to sign with the practice squad, then be elevated for the NFC title game. Zach Ertz is going to be a Lions. Did he get someone else dinged up? I didn't hear anything. I mean, mean, Laporta was, I mean, he played. He's the only healthy tight end, though, on the roster. I think Wright got injured. Brock Wright. I got you. So, by the way, I, I know we got a break, Rob. To your point, if it is Baltimore and Detroit, would be that would that be the uh, the Crabs and Cars Super Bowl? Thank you very much. Wow. See what I did? See Good I, one. Yeah. Oh no, definitely could be. Definitely. <laughs> I don't know if that's marketable. The crab. Thanks, thanks, Rob. The Crabs and Cars, Derek. That's an interesting. Uh, <laughs> Phonically, uh, term that you use there. Oh, yeah, Derek's holding back so yeah. much right now. Well, there's, like, I almost went a weird want, way there. You don't want to crabs and yeah. cars? We'll go to Belgium. You want to get them in the cars, we'll, no. we'll go to Belgium coming up next. Yes, Belgium, where Doc Phil claims it's 820. I still claim it's 720. We'll see who's right. My guess it's him. The doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor? 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 Doctor. Doctor? What's up, Doc? Jack Michael Show, Derek Hansen, a Monday edition. Our roundtable continues. I found out the problem, Derek, when I said that uh, Doc and I were having a discussion on who's right and what the time is in Belgium, and Doc reminded me that he's not in Belgium. He's in Bulgaria. There was the issue. Oh. So it is 7.20 in Belgium, but it's 8.23 in Bulgaria, and look, listen how clean Doc sounds. Hi, hi Doc. How you doing? 
I'm doing very well. Just uh, watching a hockey match here between the home team, Bulgaria, to play Mexico. Man, a lot. Explain again that juniors, what, what you're there for, this international competition. What is it today, uh, this week? All right, so this is the International Ice Hockey Federation Under-20 World Championship, Division Three, Group A. So this is three levels down below what U.S. and Canada play. They're the top division. Yep. It's a little bit like the Olympic rotation. Um, all the countries get a chance to participate and then elevate as they as they become more successful and win. So the teams here currently are Mexico, Israel, uh, Bulgaria, Turkey, New Zealand, who actually is very good, and then Kyrgyzstan. One of the Stan brothers. Yeah, I don't know how many. I don't know how many stands there are out there, but there's several. <laughs> and Kyrgyzstan, then and Kazakhstan. There, there's several. I, uh, you mentioned. I think the last time you were at one of these international events, and you've been doing this for decades, I'm sure, Doc. Is that uh, that that, that yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't think Mexico and hockey, you know, maybe on the outside doesn't feel like it fits. It's like. It's like hockey in Arizona. It's like, oh, okay, Phoenix Coyotes. But Mexico actually puts forth some good, uh, good, good hockey players, right? Oh, absolutely. And in a lot of them play in North America. Uh, in fact, a lot of the, I think, all of the Israeli kids, and, and that's an interesting concept too. Um, all the Israeli kids play in North America. And so here's the deal. I said, well, gee, aren't they eligible to be? you know, to have their service because they they all have to go through the process of being in the Army. And unfortunately, they're at war right now. And they said, no, they get an exemption. And there's several different ways to get exemptions. Um, if you're in university somewhere, uh, if you're playing hockey, which is trying to get to a professional sport, uh, you have an exemption. Uh, and there's some other ones for women and, and things, too. So I, that was that was very interesting. Um interesting here too and you can imagine the security is very heightened um they have their own security detail and um it's 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 good you know i'm I'm glad the guys are here to play you know at least we can take some of the geopolitics out of it and let the boys play because they've they've earned that right uh as they work up through the years there so as you dr phil johnson joining us from bulgaria today and he mentioned those uh, the, the countries involved bulgaria mexico new zealand i think you said kazakhstan i believe you said turkey no kyrgyzstan, Kyr- kyrgyzstan. Yeah, okay brother. that's a, not the kazakh <laughs> but the kyrgyzstan okay gotcha uh and and did you say israel yes yeah when you look in the yeah. eyes of right, the uh, yeah right, Derek and I both just got the same thought. When you look into the eyes of the boys from Israel, um, hmm, I'd imagine that there's well, yeah. I can tell you what they won their game today against New Zealand, and I've never heard boys sing their national anthem louder than that. Wow, so, I can about imagine. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of passion there. Uh, they're singing for their country, and and there are a few fans here actually too. I don't know if they've come up from Israel or not, but. They were in the stands waving the flag, so it's 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 pretty impressive, pretty emotional. It was pretty good. Man, Doc, how much have you learned about other countries in your travels? For oh, goodness' sakes, a, a ton. I mean, that's the that's why I like to do this because it it does expose you to all these different cultures. You know, Bulgaria was a communist nation. You know, back until the late 1990s when everything fell apart. But there's still a lot of that around. You can see that here in the city of Sofia, which is two million. 
There's a lot of the government housing that's still present, but there's a lot of new construction too, new skyscrapers and new businesses that have come in. Um, you know, people coming to the game, the locals, they still all wear black. And that's kind of a trademark for the communist nation. When, when they come for hockey games, they all wore black, but there's a little color that's sprinkled in now. And so there's, there's that whole process of transforming into a Western society a little bit. And that's just kind of fun to see and neat to see. But um, here, primarily the language of choice is uh, still Russian, uh, although they will speak English if you push them, and they do a pretty good job of it, too. So, uh, yeah, it, it's just really interesting. To, I had no idea what to expect, to be perfectly honest. Right. And when we flew over it, flew over the Alps, and you're flying into this beautiful country, I went, wow, this is really nice. And and when you get here, it really is very nice. People are very nice. Uh, food's good. Water's good. Um, it's it's like a, another big major metropolitan area in the Western Hemisphere. The under-20 World Championship. Currently, Mexico leading Bulgaria one nothing. That's what Doc uh, reported there. And Sofia, yeah. Bulgaria. Well, Dasvidanya, Judge Ivania. That's all I can go. Uh, you know, that's that's as far as uh, Dad was a Russian linguist. Probably could talk a little deeper. That's all I learned. That's all. <laughs> that's all I got. Dasvidanya. <laughs> You know. There's just a few little few little phrases that you learn and you pick up as you go along. But yeah, yeah it's good. Doc, speaking of hockey, and uh, Derek, I don't know if you, you've been paying attention uh, back here, but the NCHC <laughs> just set itself up for an absolute barn burner this weekend at one Ralph Engelstead right. <laughs> Arena. UND went out and, and got four points on the road at St. Cloud. Uh, and now yep. St. Cloud State, North Dakota, both sitting, I think it's 26, Derek. I think they both have 26 points at leading the uh, the conference. And Denver sitting there with 23. Denver at UND this weekend. It's starting to heat up, Doc. It's starting to heat up. Well, it's, it's that second half, you know, and Duluth's starting to catch a little bit of fire as well. They took they split with uh, Western at Crazy Lawson Arena in Kalamazoo. Mm. So, you know, the second half, here it goes, and, and – if people want to see really good hockey, I would venture to say you've got a lot of opportunities between Duluth, St. Cloud, North Dakota, um, you know, just in your backyard, and even heading down to Omaha. Uh, the NCHC, I think, is going to probably be the power conference this year, it looks like, although the Big Ten's got a few teams in there, too, but maybe not quite as strong as what they have been in the last couple of years. So, uh, yeah, that should be a really good tilt this weekend, and uh, I hope that um, you know North Dakota fans pack the pack the Ralph and uh, let's get a couple wins. Well, we'll talk with Schloss probably Friday, uh, guys. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, at least the Friday night game or the Saturday in Denver, one of those it was where North Dakota was down, just like forget it, they are done, and then just yeah. came storm. Right? That was the there, and yeah, there's no love lost between these two teams. I think they were down five to two. It was something outrageous. Yeah, and then uh, came right back, and boom, uh, there they were. So um, when those two get together, there there's not a lot of love lost, and it started from a long time ago uh, with a, a check from behind to Robbie Bino where he broke his neck down in St. Paul, and it's been it's been very heated ever since. I mean, they're they're fairly significant rivals. I wouldn't, I guess you could call them an arch rival, not like a Minnesota, but. But boy, they they just don't like each other. Uh, is it Derek? Would you think it's the next? Do you think that is it getting to be the next, or is like Doc said, maybe it's not Minnesota, North Dakota, but Denver's in that upper echelon as far as growing into a rival. 
it certainly is with the players who know each other. Yeah, right. That's I mean, it, one it, thing. <laughs> that's one thing I've learned over the years. You know, and the late Travis Dunn would tell me that quite a bit. Yeah. You know, you know, being from yep. Canada the way he was, he'd say, you know, these these guys have seen each other down the roads, and whether it be you know World Juniors or they've seen each other, or maybe just playing in juniors in Canada. I mean, we're talking about a lot of Canadians here that know each other. Is that safe to say, Doc? Well, and. And there's some local flavor too. You remember John Lee, right. Brian Lee's uh, younger brother played for Denver. Dave Hansen, uh, who lives in Fargo, used to play for Denver. Very good defenseman. So there's there's some of that too. It's interesting how uh, some of the local flavor gets gets accentuated there because there's some Denver pioneers that used to play there. I know one thing. After that 2016 se- uh, semifinal game at the Frozen <laughs> Four down in Tampa, when they won that one, yep. and they got that shorthanded yep. goal. They they knew they won it right that night probably because they right. knew they figured they're gonna win that Saturday night for sure, but boy they, those guys really knew each other and they were so happy that they beat them that I'll never forget that. Yeah, I think they kind of figured they knew that they had it after that and they did. Um, that was the year Brock Besser and the boys. That was that was a really good team. Doc, Cam Johnson was pretty good in goal that year too. Hopefully, yeah. person yeah, can bring a little bit of yeah. that to the pl- flavor good, here. Good. That's good. It'll be wild. Doc Phil joining us by the way in our roundtable Monday from Sofia, Bulgaria. It is the under twenty World Championship going on. By the way, I got a question for you too after this, Doc. But but do you have a, a role here? Or are you just there in a uh, advisory uh, role uh, for this, Doc? Well, I'm a supervisor, and what that means, I'm a medical supervisor. I don't treat any teams, but I have to make sure that the tournament, the medical facilities, the medical application of attention to injuries or notifying injuries or diagnosing injuries is done according to the IIHF standards that we've set in place, and primarily for concussion. Uh, I'm a concussion spotter. So I'm always looking for that. Um, fortunately, at this level, there's not as many big hits as there is at the upper level. Um, just the kids are a little bit smaller in size and, and in general and don't quite, quite skate as fast and quite skate as hard. Sure. You know, we occasionally have injuries nonetheless. But it's, uh, my primary role is to make sure the hospitals are adequate, the medical facilities on site here at the rink are adequate, the docs know what we expect of them as far as evaluating treatment and 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 a bit, and men having available the local treatment they need to stitch up somebody or you know anything or they break a bone uh we need to make them comfortable that knowing that they have adequate treatment facilities here that they'll get taken care of and yeah they have some really nice hospitals here uh as well and and all of the people the ancillary staff have been just wonderful so this place has put on i think 15 world championships in the last five years so they they kind of have their ducks in a row, which is nice. Sometimes you're not so lucky when you go to some of these smaller countries. They're looking to you for a little guidance. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, you should have thought about that before we got here. Yeah. But but usually you can make that up you know, pretty quickly, and they're usually very accommodating to help with that because they want to put on a good show as well because they get it back then uh, sometime in the future. Got to tap Doc Phil's worldly brain because he's at, he's at all of these. You know, He's been all over the world, all over the world. And and I, I I know that the old adage in sport, like if you can hit, they'll find you, right? And and if you're a good hoop player or whatever, if you're D two JUCO Division three, maybe fresh out of high school, they'll find there's going to be a spot for you. Uh, is it tougher? I'll say I use the word tougher, uh, toughest tougher path. If you're a Derek has a young, you're from Israel, you have a young boy and he wants to be in the National Hockey League. Is it tougher uh, if you're from Israel, Turkey, uh, Kyrgyzstan? Uh, New Zealand, 
Mexico, Bulgaria, uh, to get to the NHL compared to like Canadians, Americans, some of these other countries, are all paths got an equal shot or are there some paths that are far tougher, Doc, in your estimation because of the country you're coming from? I would say it's becoming less difficult. It is certainly quite difficult for those countries that you mentioned, and primarily because they don't have the facilities, they don't have the infrastructure set up for that. Um, Let's put it out there. Hockey is a very expensive sport. You need arenas, you need ice, you need people to take care of it. Uh, The equipment is not cheap. And and from just that standpoint alone, it's difficult to attract a lot of the different countries and get those those kids to play at a young age and develop their skills and become an elite players uh, by the time they're 18 when they get drafted by the NHL. So, yes, but it's getting better. I mean, every year it seems like the step is is making progress toward being better players. And, and I see that here. I mean, there's there's a couple of players from Mexico that play in uh, Canada, and they're every bit as good as some of the elite-level players at the upper level. So, uh, I think colleges, you know, need to evaluate these kids, and I'm sure they do somehow because all this stuff is streamed live through the IIHF website. Uh, but I think the gap is getting a little bit smaller, quite frankly. Um, it's not the quantity of, of elite talent, but sure. there's some elite talent in this tournament. Yeah, and, and I guess to throw this out, I'd, I, from the uh, females' side, you know, if there's a young potential Brita Curl uh, growing up in Israel, is, is she getting any kind of shot uh, to be noticed? I mean, where are they? Are that, they is that far behind? Really difficult. Yeah, that's really difficult because, you know, unfortunately the girls' leagues just aren't developed. I mean, there isn't a North American league. There isn't a USHL. There is not a uh, OHL or a, or a British Columbia league, you know, for those girls to go to really. Uh, they can go to college, you know, and that's about it. And if they can't make their uh, – make their case in college. I mean, they do have the professional women's league now, but again, that's for the elite players, um, usually the Olympians and, and everyone else. So there isn't that much of an opportunity yet, but doesn't mean that that can't develop now over the time as, as women's hockey seems to maybe catching fire a little bit better now. Yeah, good stuff today. Uh, the worldly doc, I always feel educated, Eric, after we have doc and he's one of these. Uh, Amen kind of, to that. What, hey, but, but you what, know, Jack, my my favorite conversation that we had amongst all these things over the last 20 years was the one from Magnitogorsk, Siberia. Yes. <laughs> it seemed like we were just talking and we were in Fargo. Right. He was in Siberia. Which, Man. Yeah. Siberia Literally, we, we make that, we're going to send you to Siberia. just kind yeah. of a, been a thing since the <laughs> 80s, right? Like, that, 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 what Derek just said, that line has never connotated a smile. No, you know, like, no. We're sending it to Siberia, Doc. But for Doc, it probably I think did. of Rocky working out in Rocky Four. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. He didn't have all the fancy machines. But fortunately, I didn't have to go to the gulag. That's, That's true. That's right. That's uh, very true. Uh, yeah. uh, your accommodations? Oh, they're awesome. I'll send you a picture. It's All a right. brand new hotel. Huh? Brand new hotel. And uh, it's got the skyline in the background. But this is a beautiful city. I would say anybody wants to come visit, do it. It's really worth the trip. It's nestled in the mountains um, in the summer. And they have four seasons. I mean, they've got a little snow out now. But, you know, it's only it's like 35, 40 degrees. Um, so very temperate, just north of Turkey. Yeah, I was just going to say, you could probably throw a rock into Turkey, right? I mean, you're, you're, yep. that, that's where yep. you are. Okay, I'm just trying to get in my head here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, beautiful country. 
uh, takes a little while to get here, but once you're here, it's really beautiful. The food's good. Man, what's that uh, flight? I, I was, what's that flight, by the way? How many hours? Well, it, it, it's, it's three legs, so you got to go to usually to Chicago, uh, and then Chicago to London. Then you got to deal with the Heathrow thing, which is, is, is really kind of sometimes confusing. But And then it's a three-hour flight from London uh, over to Sofia. Yeah, but wonderful that. planes, good connections, um, and uh, a lot of movies. No problems there. <laughs> well, you could just watch but, Scarface twice. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, can... no, I, I usually sleep on the way over because it's at night. That, that just that, if you can, that makes it a little bit easier for the jet lag. But um, it's uh, it's it's very nice. I would come back again in a heartbeat. That's fantastic. Yeah, they were. Doc is right now coming to you just to put in geographically. He's he's, he's south of Romania, as he mentioned, kind of north, what, west of Turkey, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you got Macedonia in there. You got Kosovo, Serbia. You could probably zip over there. If you Greece, not yeah, too far. Sure, there's probably a lot of Greek food. Man, alive, Derek. I'm, I, let's go. Let's let's fly. Yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, well, maybe someday. <laughs> Derek, Derek, Derek would want to drive, and that would be longer. Yeah, I like yeah. to drive to Florida. I don't know what's. You know. wouldn't be able to drive to that. All right, Doc. Uh, good stuff, man. Enjoy that. I might get wet if I drove. <laughs> it might be a ferry involved. Uh-huh, yeah, might have to take a ferry. <laughs> that might take a few across, days, across the, months. Zip through the med- put you in a basket in Mediterranean Sea, and let you float into the Asian Sea. Make, and, it makes you wonder what Leif Erikson and those guys must have went right, through. Like, right? Like what they were thinking. Like. I, I don't do well were they, without running water well, now. How much they, water do they bring with? Were they brave or? or? Yeah, you know, I mean, they just didn't know. They, yeah. they just got in their boat and went. It's just like, okay, what's over here? Yeah, that's a good. Doc, uh, thanks for the update, man. It's always great when you're across, halfway across the world and you sound like you're sitting right here in a studio. For I got to get whatever your cell phone plan is. That's a that's a good sound yeah. today. That's that's great. It works beautiful. All right. Well, um, next week I will be in the air, so I probably we probably won't be able to connect, but. Then we'll uh, reconnect when I get back into the good old U.S. of A. the week after, and uh, we'll do the highlights here. That sounds like a plan, man. All right. Enjoy your time there in Bulgaria. Derek and I will be awaiting that those luxurious accommodations picks. All right. I will send that right away. All right. Thank you, Doc. Uh, doc you got a Dr. Phil Johnson from uh, Sofia, uh, uh, Bulgaria. Sophie, Bulgaria. It is a Monday edition, this date, 1998. Minnesota's new NHL franchise selected the nickname The Wild. The Wild. On this date, 1998, January 22nd. There's a little piece of your uh, history. Uh, for I'm trying that. to remember where the other finals were. I don't even. Hey, that's a good point. I don't remember. I remember the Timberwolves, one of the finals was the Polars, which uh, was Minneapolis North, but, uh, but they decided to go with the Timberwolves instead, so. We may have to look that, but I remember yeah. what the Red Hawks were. We had all those ones coming in, you know, and the River Rats, river rats and the were, Rough Riders big, and, yeah, yeah. And, and all that. Uh, 237-3767 or 888-458-6926. Let's go back to the uh, lines today, D, and get some folks uh, chiming in. Good afternoon. Who's this? This is Bud. Hey, Bud, what's up? You know, listening to you guys talk about the draft, and I think you could have a whole week of shows mm. For just this area about the Vikings draft, <laughs> but I heard him talking on the Tampa Bay game about uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. being an All Pro, and of course immediately. But there was Derek, you probably remember there was a lot of 
questions about why the Vikings didn't take him on your show after after that happened. I think that guy they took ended up getting cut, didn't he? Probably. I mean, they've they've had a run here. Because There's no doubt. Won. Well, it, it's been going on for a long time, and uh, I, I suppose it has for most teams. But I remember going back, uh, you know, even before ESPN was running the draft, there was we had Joe Bushbaum, who uh, was the editor publisher of Pro Football Weekly, which did the same thing, only not on TV. You get right. a, mm-hmm. like a sporting news in the mail, and and they should give him credit, or they should have gave him a couple shares in ESPN when he was alive, because what he did showed that this was popular in the off season. Now, we look, when we look at that 2020 NFL draft, yeah, since you brought it up, I believe that's when Winfield was taken. Derek, am I in the neighborhood there? Sounds about right. I'm not, It's all blur to me, but yeah, it sounds about I, right. I think he was in that uh, neighborhood. Uh, I know the Twins took a guy named Justin Jefferson. In the Vikings the, did. Or the Vikings and Twins. I'm right again. Twins are a caravan, yeah, by the way, Wednesday night. I'm, I'm already thinking Twins. Uh, and by the way, we find out tomorrow uh, who's making the Hall of Fame, or Joe. But I know that was that was Jefferson's draft. Yep. And then Winfield, where did Winfield go? Was he a uh, was he a uh, 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 a second round? Second round. Yeah, was he? Cause he was he was near first, right? I think he was. Uh, I think he was near second round. He won the Super Bowl his first year, so yeah. went from the Gophers. Second right round. To that. That's right. Yeah, second round. You're right, uh, Bud. Yeah, Derek. Yeah, forty five. Yeah. So uh, the Vikings. Uh, where did they go around there? Yeah, it was uh, now you got me looking all. Now we're getting all ready for. They took Gladney, the, mm, yeah. the Vikings. Yeah. That well, was, that was Gladney's year, well. right? They went corner, and you know, sadly, he's no longer with us, right? He had a, he uh, he had he got caught after having a domestic abuse situation, and then yeah. it was just Correct. it was just uh, and boy, he looked promising his first year, so no one really second guessed him at the time. But here you got a guy that's an all pro, but. It's just so recent for me, though, going back to 2022, just how angry I was that they decided not to go with McDuffie. McDuffie mm-hmm. was yep. sitting there, and then they draft down. And the biggest mistake of that draft was, okay, if you want to draft down, that's fine. But if you're going to draft down that far with your division rival, you got to get a better haul than what you did. And so if the Lions go and win the Super Bowl, they can look at that. Because the wide receiver has been good, not great for them, right? He's been often injured, got busted for gambling a little bit, correct? I mean, that's yep. – but, th- th- you know, that's who they ended up drafting when they moved up to the Viking spot. But if you're – that's where Adolfo Mensa really messed up there. you got to get – if you're going to go that far down in the draft, you got to get a first-rounder for the next year. Well, the Cowboys took – that was Trayvon Diggs' year, too. That was a yep. – yeah, that was – that had some that had some corners in that draft. Uh, amen. <laughs> that, amen and, corner. Yeah, <laughs> they and they to, thought Lewis Seen would be one of them, and he's uh, not. So. You're right. That was – I remember that draft. I'd do that. Yeah. Way to get us going on that topic, Rob. That, yeah. Awesome. All right. There was some talk about they wouldn't take Diggs because of the problems with his brother, which made no sense. Yeah, and Trey, but boy, I tell you, bud, there was a – yeah, th- this draft <laughs> – can you mess up this draft, the upcoming draft? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yep. I suppose. Yep, you really can, can't you? You can mess up any draft. You can, yeah. Thanks. You can take Demetrius Underwood over Patrick yeah, Kearney. You yeah. can. You really can. There could be four people involved in the draft only, and you'd find a way, someone would find a way to mess that up. And when the Michigan State defensive lineman says, don't take this guy, and you still take him, yeah, you can mess up a draft. Okay. For sure. Yeah, that's good stuff. Bud, yeah, good to have you on board, buddy. Thanks for uh, chiming in today. Got a text message in. Interesting. Uh, he calls him Faker Mayfield. 
Mm. Lamar Jackson both have twice as many playoff wins as Cousins. Three years ago, Detroit hired Dan Campbell as now the NFC champions. Um, yeah, interesting. He brings up the fact that they'll go back in the first round to save money. I, I, I think if they do draft because they don't have as many picks as some, some of the other teams, that they are just going to try to acquire a few more picks, right? I, I think if they're going to draft down, that would probably be a part of it. And then if they do re-sign Cousins, then they'll probably go and get a quarterback later and then try to groom them. Because if, they, if they're going to draft a quarterback at 11 or above, you got to kind of throw them in there. And I'll be honest, I know, I know that this makes some people angry, but after watching these guys be able to move the chains with their feet or even do more than that with their feet, I just think the day of a seven-step drop guy is yeah. not there anymore, Jack. Well, well, I mean, what do you got to have to make the play, uh, postseason, and what do you got to have when you're in the postseason, then what do you got to have to win the postseason? Uh-huh. And to me, there's several steps. That, like Teams now, everybody's been dinged a little bit. Not, nobody's really totally healthy. But then you look at teams that still have the ability to run a football. What Detroit has in their backfield complements each uh, very well. How many times I've said this thing, it's a passing league. No, it's a balanced league. Ah, it always I mean, has you been. You look at Gibbs and Montgomery. Those two guys, that's a that's a lot to have to worry uh-huh. about. And then Goff making decent enough decisions. And, oh, by the way, I'm on I'm St. Brown and, and some of the things they He's have in good. the perimeter. And, uh, you know, tight ends, I guess now one healthy, and they've, they've inked up Ertz, who we'll see. But, again, good enough tight end. And that, that's a and, – and I watched that, that Niners – Green Bay game, and I was trying to decipher if it was like they were just a little rusty, if the the weather on the 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 football for Brock Purdy was being a slippery, a, yeah, yeah, being a major factor, and or did Green Bay just not, you know? So I don't know what's. We have a week to discuss this with the Lions and the and the Niners. Well, Debo can't go, and, and that's he's like a fifty fifty yeah, opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I, you don't you don't want to see guys get injured. But if I'm a Lions fan, I'm going, well, it'd be okay if he can't go because he's a I mean, <laughs> oh, difference maker. Yeah, 100%. Because what he can do, all the, I mean, he can. he's kind of the Swiss Army knife for them. So that's going to be a huge factor coming up Sunday if he can't go. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, th- there's just a lot to be said about it. I guess, you know, they're the final four. I, I Baltimore, yeah. Probably is Derek. I, I think I, and I, we fall at all, but I, I just don't. I don't lock in as much to certain AFC teams. I just haven't. I'm Lamar. Great, let's go. I mean, it's there's a lot to like, and, and Harbaugh can coach, and but I just haven't been locked in on. They're the best team in the league, right? <laughs> and they're not. I don't know if they, I could say they're not sexy, but they just kind of go about their thing and and beat people. So I don't know, but Kansas City's been there, done that. Uh, I'm 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 really. Tilt. I think a lot of people are the. Let me ask you this. You know, I, I do when I look at a situation like this, with the Kansas City Chiefs now becoming much like the Patriots have become, like the nineteen nineties Braves, people are getting tired of them, would you say? And I think the whole Taylor Swift and then the Jason yeah. Kelsey on top of that taking his shirt oh, the, off. Yeah, the whole I mean, thing. All that I think they're kind of becoming that team that people are rolling their eyes at now. And that wasn't the case a few years ago. I just, much like yeah. the Patriots, have nothing but mutual. I just have nothing but respect for what they're right. doing. But within the persona of America, I think they're kind of getting to that right. eye rolling type of moment here. It, it doesn't look like a, like, like that shouldn't be the persona or the feeling on an Andy Reid coach team. 
<laughs> you know, like that. Like Reed is like the, the walrus. You know, he's like Stadler. He just he's just a genius mind. Looks like your next door neighbor. You know, you wouldn't be shocked if you saw him out shoveling snow. Now, you know, they, just that kind of thing. But yet, it does have some kind of eh, aristocratic feel or want to. Right. Uh, with that, uh, I don't know. My college roommate, Timmy, if you're tuning in, one of them anyway, massive Niners fan. Yeah. Massive Niners fan. And I mean beyond, beyond huge Niners fan. Niner fans are, Niner fans can be as, as adamant and oh, for sure. like Raiders fan. They're just Niners, you know. They learned it from their friends from the Raiders. They all probably those, did. Just a little bit east of them. A few text messages in. It says, uh, Casey's like the McDuffie at 21 the first round. And Cena at 32nd, where they been able to get McDuffie? Well, if they wouldn't have traded back, that's and next texture says they got they should have selected him 12th in the first round instead of trading back. But how does someone anticipate injuries? I just think McDuffie is so heavily heralded coming out that yeah. I think that you just go with the best guy that at that position that was there, and that's where he's there. So to answer the first texture, they traded back. That was the problem. Yeah. It's not just that they traded back; they didn't get enough for where they went because they went from 12 to 32. That's a jump. I mean, what are you yeah. doing there? I mean, that's just, you can't do that and not get a first rounder for the next year. Yeah. We were consistent with that. So, yeah, it's, that was, that's one that's going to haunt Quasi for a while here as that entry plate draft is just sitting there because they really haven't had much outside of that either, right? I mean, because they had, yeah. that, you know, the scene the, didn't work out. You know, and, we were that, you know, we were talking about the 2020 draft. You know, and we were sitting there with the, the among all the things we remember. I mean, Jordan Love, I think, was taken in that draft. Oh yeah, and that made the that was like the wait a minute mm-hmm. that that was the eye opening. Holy cow, <laughs> Jordan Love! They took they took a quarterback. Well, and they're going to probably pull the trigger on Rodgers. He just happened to go win two more MVPs, <laughs> which kind of <laughs> right. You know, you know, and then didn't here further we are. That progression along. The fruits of now Jordan Love. Well, stop it. I mean, that's a that's a yeah, yeah that, that's that's a good stock to the buy. The future still looks good for yeah. him, even though he threw across his body. The the Packers oh. kind of they got the Vikings uh, double dose there. They got the wide left field goal mm-hmm. from Dan Carlson's little brother, and then yeah. then they got uh, the the cross body throw laid, it across, laid across the yeah. middle. Uh, someone I saw you know how all these reels come up on your Facebook. They showed. The uh, the championship game, oh. and I think it was when the Patriots defeated the the Eagles in that Super Bowl. That NFC Championship game, though, I think Favre throws an awful interception that in overtime. You remember that? And they also would have won, but they gave up like a fourth and twenty four. Isn't that where Ed Donatel got fired, fired? I think. Yes. So I mean, I forgot all about that. So yes. Packer fans must have been just living in their misery of you know playoff performances where they had it and let it go. Because you you think oh. about that, as good as Favre and Rodgers were, and they each got a Super Bowl apiece, they probably should have had more. I hate yeah. to say that, yeah, Viking, right? they probably should have had a lot more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. It's Monday. It's Monday, and that those babies are Sunday. The AFC goes first. The NFC goes second. So that's at 2 o'clock at a 5.30 Central Time. Tomorrow, Derek, I mean, we'll find out. Bobby Abreu, Jose Batista, Carlos Beltran, Adrian Beltre, Mark Burley, Bartolo Colon, Todd Held, Matt Holly, Torrey Hunters on his fourth chime at this one. But Joe Mauer's intriguing. Yeah. We'll know tomorrow at 5 p.m. if enough votes 
have uh, come in for Joe, and he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. We'll find that out. And then the Twins Winter Caravan, Wednesday at the Sanctuary Event Center. Come on by Cody Funderburk. Uh, I believe Mr. Nick Gordon is in town. Chris Atterbury, Glenn Perkins, T.C. Bear. Stopping by Sanctuary. Tickets available 1020 South 25th Street here in Fargo, our studios. Comet is next. Hoops tonight right here on 740 The Fan.